San Francisco Giants were going to win the NL West. They pick up Chris Bryant. Now they're definitely going to win the NL West. Sorry, Dodgers and Padres. The Heat won the NBA offseason, and they're going back to the finals, baby. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Two Bad Takes podcast, also known as 2BT. I'm Braden Shelton, here with TJ Cleland. Say hi, TJ. Hey, what's up, guys? TJ Cleland. Welcome to Two Bad Takes, first episode. Um, so basically, uh, me and Braden know each other since we were 10 or something like that. We used to play baseball together in his hometown. We played throughout high school basically every year we played baseball together basically and we just have gone to a bunch of sporting events together we talked about sports a lot with each other and we just decided to finally record ourselves doing it and put it on the internet so people can make fun of us (laughs) yeah that sounds about right um tj and i have a lot of like differing takes on sports and stuff and i can't think of a better you know co-host i'm gonna compliment you for a change um and um you know you know i don't know many people that know about know as much about sports as i do and it's pretty cool to hear a different perspective on things and i'm excited to see where this goes years and i'm actually coaching college baseball i finished up my degree so i know a little bit about baseball i feel like but you probably will still make fun of me. So I don't care. That's fine. So. Yeah. And I'm just a nerd. Basically I played high school basketball and baseball and I just wasn't quite good enough to make it to college. And um, so now I'm in the honors college at where I go to school and I study biology and chemistry. Um, I'm trying to be like a physical therapist, maybe even a doctor. I still don't know yet because I'm super indecisive about everything but um, I'm constantly following sports and I think I you know I think I know stuff but like TJ said you guys are definitely going to disagree with us and um, like we say in our bio um, if you guys think we're just two dumb college kids you'd be right correct I was so much stuff going on in the sports world recently I feel like this was a good time to get the podcast going we've been talking about doing it for a while so this week was a good week that we finally decided to do it basically and with a lot of stuff going on like NBA offseason the Olympics the MLB trade deadline training camp starting college sports are getting ready to start back up football uh, a whole bunch of stuff so uh, we can start off sports briefs here we can talk about the NBA offseason so who do you think has made what's the biggest move of the offseason so far by a team who's made the biggest jump I think that Heat have made the biggest jump and also like the Bulls too. It's hard to decide between the two. The Heat, you know, got Kyle Lowry. They were able to re-sign Duncan Robinson. They got P.J. Tucker from the Bucks, who I did not expect to leave. Um, the Like Victor Oladipo re-signing, I think, is an underrated move too because he's just a couple years removed from being an all-star caliber player. Um, I could see them making a big jump in there two years, you know, removed from that surprising finals appearance, which they lost to the Lakers in. And then the Bulls, um, they went out and they, you know, built around Zach Levine that after trading for Vucevic during the season, 
Um, this free agency, they've signed um, Lonzo Ball. They got DeMar DeRozan in a sign-and-trade, which, you know, I'm not sure about that deal in itself because he's almost getting 30 mil a year. But I think they'll for sure be a lot better, and they're a team to watch. They both are. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree on the Bulls' take there. The Bulls are building something. Look, they have Lonzo, DeMar, Aaron mm-hmm. have Levine. They got Caruso is going to be a big part. Oh, but, yeah. The I white mean, everybody, mama, baby. Everybody makes fun of, like, Caruso, like, <laughs> saying how good. Like, I mean, he's going to be a good bench piece for somebody. And then they have Kobe White is a good guy coming back. That's I think true. Kobe White's going to yeah. really blossom into something good. And uh, Laurie Markkinen is still with the Bulls. He's going to be good once he gets – I feel like there's still a lot of something back there for him. So Yeah, he's a restricted free agent right now, actually. Um, oh. But he may he may end up resigning, so we'll just have to see. He's kind of like – he was dubbed the next Porzingis whenever Porzingis was good. Um oh. I don't really think the past couple of years he's been been great, but he definitely has a high you know ceiling. What's everybody calling Porzingis? Tinkus Pinkus. Tink, yeah, Tinkus Pinkus. Tinkus Pinkus. <laughs> yeah, that dude um, has been selling. You know, I'm a Mavericks fan, which TJ knows all about, and that dude frustrates me more than anyone. Man, like we gave up so much to get him and Tim Hardaway Jr. And Tim Hardaway Jr. has been far and away the like the bigger piece of that trade. And, you know, Luca has just had to carry that team. Um, I'm really hoping that next year Porzingis will get back to his old form, which he was in with the Knicks. Uh, we'll just have to kind of see there. So, TJ. Sorry. If we can get the old Porzingis back with Luca, that's what everybody has been wanting to see for the last, what, three years. That's yeah. going to be entertaining once it finally starts happening. And the Mavericks have had a whole, like, new shakeup. They got a new coach. They got a new GM. And I hope they kind of bring a different culture to this team, which is just something we need. And I hope we don't run into the freaking Clippers again in the playoffs. Like, I just hate the Clippers, dude. It's so annoying. And then um, this can kind of piggyback into this next part, which we're talking about the Olympics, you know. So Luca led Slovenia to the semifinals. Slovenia is a country of 2 million people. Like they're going up against like way bigger countries. This is a miracle kind of type feel um, historic run. And they lost by one point today to France and Nick Batum from the Clippers blocked, blocked <laughs> the Slovenian player. Man, That sucks. So um, staying on NBA, uh, so one of the big question marks of the offseason so far is Ben Simmons. Oh, where man. where does Ben Simmons fit? What team does he fit with? I saw there was reports this morning of he has closed negotiations with the 76ers and is looking to go to the war. He wants to go to the Warriors is what it sounded what it was mm. like. I was like, I don't think Ben Simmons with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson is like, that's like, I, I understand he's like six foot 10, but mm-hmm. that's just another ball handler and he can't do anything else besides ball handle and play defense. I don't know what that is going to fit like with that team. I don't know where he fits. Where do you think he fits at? What team needs a Ben Simmons to get them over? Man, see, like, I kind of disagree with you about the Warriors fit because 
they have such good floor spacing without him. And with like, if you factor in his playmaking and you don't ask him to score, um, I think that he could possibly, you know, find Steph Curry, find Clay Thompson for open looks. And he, he could possibly fit on the Warriors. I think the Warriors probably feel differently just about every other NBA team does right now um, based off of how he's been playing. But I could I could see like a rebuilding team um, using him. Maybe the Pelicans pair him, try to pair him with Zion. Um, yeah, they lost, you know, Lonzo Ball, who um, you know was their playmaker and facilitator. They got Devonte Graham this offseason, who's just a shooter basically, and not a guy that's going to be dishing out uh, ten assists a game. So I could see him going to a, you know a place like that, finding. Brandon Ingram open and they've been a really underachieving team and maybe they just need, you know, something new to give them a kickstart. What about you? What are you thinking for Simmons? I see him hopping on a team like the, like the, it's hard, dude. It really is. The Rockets, I feel like. Hmm. what's going like rockets haven't had a lot going for them right now they have a lot of pieces they just took g league boy J- jalen green yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> g league boy i just there we go they played in the g league basically but um yeah so they have some pieces going on there and uh they got young talent they're gonna they have young talent they're gonna have room for him there so, um, who was their big man last year? Yeah, it wasn't Clint Capella. It was the young guy, Fox. Christian Wood. Yes, dude, that's Christian right. Christian Wood, right. Jalen Green, and Ben Simmons could maybe be maybe crack, uh, like in the bubble looking at the playoffs because the Rockets yeah. had a lot go wrong for them in the last couple of years, and that could help them get back to the level the Rockets are used to playing at. I can see that. I definitely think Simmons, he needs to go to a rebuilding team to be successful, I think. But I don't think that that's what he's going to want to do. I know that it's not really up to him. It's up to, you know, whoever offers the Sixers, you know, what, like, the best trade package. But also, the Sixers have been, like, asking through the roof prices for him. Like, they have got to – clearly he doesn't fit on the 76ers. So they've got to find a way to get what they can for him and start building around Embiid. And, you know, Seth Curry has been popping off, and that hurts as a Mavericks fan. Um, But something's got to change there. And I think I still kind of believe in Ben Simmons. I might be crazy for thinking this, but the Sixers are just not the the place for him to thrive. Are the Sixers – all right. Here's your first hot take we need to make over the podcast. Are the 76ers good? They're a good regular season team. Um, but like championship contender, no, they're not. Especially not with another piece like outside of Ben Simmons. If Ben Simmons is your, you know, second, even third option, you're not gonna be a championship level team. I just can't see that. The East is just basically wide open every year for somebody to take, in my opinion. And, God, they just need to take it. Like, Joel Embiid's too good to never 
He's never made it to the conference finals, has he? No, they lose I don't to the, think so. They, they lost to the Raptors in the semis, not the conference yeah. finals. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. And they lost to the Hawks this year in the semis, yeah. too. Yeah. They, they've been so close. Like, they had Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler. Ben Simmons, when he was pretty good. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Joel Embiid. Like Tobias a, Harris. Yeah, they had a squad, and they just couldn't yeah. do it. Like they need to make a Western or an Eastern Conference Finals at least. Like I, it's just up in the every year the Eastern Conference is up in the air. So Western Conference, though. Next question: Where do you see the Lakers going with all their acquisitions? Man, I want to say that they're done. I really do. I want to say that you know they're washed and that they're not going anywhere, but. I just can't count out LeBron, you know, he just always seems to do something crazy and something everyone's like, everyone doubts him and he comes through. He's like the Tom Brady of the NBA. Um, and it's, it's frustrating. I, I hate it because I'm not a LeBron guy. Um, but I think that they're going to be in contention with Anthony Davis with, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker looks like a good solid young piece um, which they re-signed him. And, you know, you have LeBron James on your team and he brings in all these, you know, even though they're older guys, they're going to contribute something, you know. I worry about their defense once they get into the playoffs, but I still think that they're going to be, like, making a run this upcoming year. Yeah, I definitely think that it's tough to count out LeBron with Anthony Davis. And I think Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. is going to be – not the old Russell Westbrook, but not the late. Uh, yeah. the late. Uh, this year, Russell Westbrook had a good year. So, like, I can see Russell Westbrook putting up a good point guard, point guard spot for that team. Uh, if he's, like, the playmaker he can be, I think that they'll be successful. Um, is there any, like, other, like, kind of young, up-and-coming Western Conference team that you can see making a run? Or do you think it's going to be, you know, run by the same teams that have been good, you know, the Warriors, even, like, the Suns, you know, making the finals this year, the Lakers, that kind of stuff? Yeah, uh, I can see – I want to see a healthy Nuggets team and what they can do. Hmm. I think that's going to be a fun team to watch because we got to see they were good last year, but then they lost Jamal Murray. We got to see in the bubble what they were capable of. Mm-hmm. I want to see a fully healthy – Jamal Murray and Jokic and MPJ just go for a season and see what they can do. But with that being said, I think the Phoenix Suns did what they needed to do this offseason to stay atop. Oh, of, of the course, Western Conference. of course you think that. As a of Suns fan, that. as for the last <laughs> 15 years, I liked them when they were bad. Don't come at me like that. That is true. He he has. I think that the Suns, the Suns saw their weakness that they had that they did not have the size down low to stop Giannis and he just went to the rim every time and the Suns went out and got a veteran big man in JaVale McGee like you say what you want about JaVale McGee but the dude can contribute to championship teams like in and the bubble on the Lakers USA, so. he's playing with Booker in Team USA right now like Booker's been tearing up Team USA right now so they brought back Chris Paul on a huge deal which isn't guaranteed four years so don't get the facts wrong they don't oh, really? have to pay. It's guaranteed two and then basically options okay. after that. So okay. they might not have to pay a 40-year-old $30 million. So, But if it's the Chris Paul that we got last year when he's 40 years old, then pay the man $30 million. So Cameron Payne is a steal, by the way. 
That's a deal. Yes, I absolutely agree. Getting campaigned for less than ten million a year is insane after what he did in the postseason. Yeah, way less. He's making, you know, it's three years, nineteen million dollars, like less than seven million a year for campaign. That's that's pretty crazy. And I I'm a big like Cam Johnson guy. I think Mm -hmm. I think he can make you know even take his game to the next level for the Suns. And if he does that, I like they're going to knock off the Lakers every year. Um, they're going to make deep playoff runs all the time. So I, I can see the Suns, you know, making it back to the finals. But I also think that it's it may have just been like a one-year sort of run, but they'll be good. They just won't quite make it there again. Well, it's just kind of a yet-to-be-seen type thing. All right, one last thing about the Suns that we can switch topics here. I okay. can see – Jalen Smith, Suns number 10 pick in the draft last year, hmm. who battled injuries all year, just didn't find the minutes that he wanted to on a championship contender team. Mm-hmm. I can see him bulking up, getting some minutes, and playing the way he did at Maryland. Because if that guy has the potential that he had the way he played at Maryland, he was a seven-footer that had a nice jump shot, can shoot threes, can rebound, can block shots. And he wears really cool looking goggles. So I expect him to have I love the goggles. a pretty yeah. good year getting that um, back up. I, th- I feel I feel that JaVale McGee is what's really going to help Jalen Smith blossom into a role player. Like Jalen Smith isn't going to win the most improved player, but Jalen Smith is going to get meaningful minutes on a Suns team. I'm not giving up on a number two. I'm not calling a guy a bust after one year. He's going to. Yeah. I if totally you called DeAndre Ayton a bust too, you're not a basketball fan. Yeah, see, like, should DeAndre Ayton have been taken over, like, Luka and Trey Young? Probably not, but at the time, he was, you know, the consensus number one overall pick. And, you know, he has lived up to that name. He's um, He averaged as, a double-double. He averaged a double-double every yeah. single year he's been in the league. Like, you can't call the guy a bust. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and then it's now, just, you know, he's the Luka. It's the Luka draft, uh, basically. Uh, all right. Which, uh, the, going back to – Going back to Jalen Smith, I got to speak on that really quick. Um, I can definitely see that. Um, like, I don't see him becoming a star, you know, and you're not making that claim. But as like you said, the Suns really needed um, kind of that big guy in the paint other than DeAndre Ayton. Uh, they had Dario Saric, but didn't he, did he get hurt at the end of the season? Yes, or he ACL, so he's going to be out for a little bit next year too. Yeah. So maybe he can kind of fill that role more True. defense than True. shooting. So, all right, switching topics off the NBA. Next week we'll be coming out with a full in-depth NBA off-season episode. So if you want to hear more about the NBA, make sure you tune in next week. Switching topics here with more sports. Uh, the Olympics are happening right now. We've been getting a lot of action for the last week and a half, two weeks. The Olympics mm-hmm. been on, and we've seen some like uh, out of nowhere. I guess not an out of nowhere, but new names. Like Caleb Dressel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a monster. He's kind of been – I'd never heard the name before because, you know, I'll admit I'm a casual kind of, you know, swimming guy. I'm, I'm not, not going to go out not there an and avid swimming competitive fan. swimming. But, like, I watched his first race um, in, the, in this year's Olympics, and the dude is just, you know, a fish in the water. <laughs> he – he's very impressive and you know he's kind of got the style and the swag to market himself and become kind of a household um 
household name and like figure in American sports, um, which is, you know, exciting to see. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also on the swimming side of it, Katie Ledecky, what was, I got, I got to look it up. How many meters did she swim this week? Was it, was it this week, like in total or like the, with, like big with the prelims, with the heats, with the everything? Oh, I got to find that. So, okay, here it is. Katie Ledecky swims a total of 2,100 meters in her marathon wow. day. In one day, she swam 2,100 meters in a day. Like, Man. that's insane. To what was her medal? What was her oh, medal count that day? I'm not sure. I, she's definitely got a lot hanging around her neck right now. So, um, yeah. So, one last Olympic note. Or I guess not one last Olympic note, but one insane thing from the Olympics was the 400-meter hurdles that Karsten Warholm, Karsten Warholm, sorry, Karsten Warholm from Nor. Oh, man, he's Norwegian. He had the record. He had the world record that was set a couple years ago for the 400-meter hurdles. That, and it was a record that hasn't been broke since 1992. He broke it a couple years ago himself. Comes mm-hmm. into this Olympics. He's racing against the USA's 400-meter hurdler. And the USA's 400-meter hurdler broke the world record by half a second. And he got second place behind the guy breaking his own world record by that much. Oh, my. It was insane. Like, you're not supposed to run 400 meters, jumping over hurdles in 45 seconds. Like, that's an, that's an insane stat. That's the insane stat of the day. So. I love the Olympics, man. Like, I wish that they were, you know, more often than every four years for a couple of weeks because you get to see, you know, these athletes that have trained, you know, for their entire lives for these events and for these medals and to represent their country. And it's just, it's awesome to see. And you get to see like the world record pace and watch these people try to beat it. And, you know, a lot of them come close and don't quite get there, but you know, whenever it happens, it, it's a beautiful thing. All right. A couple more briefs here. Then we'll get into the meat of this episode. So, so staying on the U S baseball track, or staying on the Olympics track, U.S. baseball is taking on Japan for a gold medal. And just looking at these teams in the Olympics is just insane to look at, like with mixing top 100 prospects, like these 20-year-old kids with Todd Frazier. You see the U.S. has Adam Gase in the bullpen, who is an Mm. ex-outfielder for the Tigers pitching (laughs) for the U.S. team. And we got Bubba Starling out there roaming the outfield taking on the uh, Japan team with, like, ex-pitchers with Tanaka on the bump. So, it's just it's just good baseball. And they have bullpen cars. So, that's just – You know, like, the USA being able to take, like, kind of a sandlot, you know, underdog, kind of a scrub team, I, I – like, with all due respect to them, and facing – the best, you know, players that these country that these countries have to offer. Uh, it just shows how dominant baseball is in the U.S. compared to these other countries, and that kind of, you know, that starts a different conversation about how the NBA and you know um, sports like that have been able to globalize their sport, while baseball really hasn't. Um, which I mean, football is you know obviously 
mostly an American sport, but, you know, soccer is globalized, hockey too. Um, and baseball has been around for uh, like 200 years now. And the fact that they haven't been able to globalize it as much as the NBA, who's that's only been around for 75 years is kind of sad. Yeah. So uh, one last sports brief NFL training camp starting up. Aaron Rodgers is going back to the Packers. We'll get into that in a couple of weeks with our NFL preview episode. So let's just go ahead and get into the meat of the episode here. As TJ was saying, we're getting into the media episode here. This is our MLB trade deadline special. And, you know, two teams in particular made big moves. They had fire sales, basically. They they totally, like, disbanded their core of, you know, World Series winning teams in the Nationals and the Cubs. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think they – you know, did got good returns? Do you think that it was the right move to sell for them? Uh, for, yeah, uh, for the Cubs, definitely. Like, there's just no reason to hold on to nostalgia. Like, I'm surprised they were able to move these guys, like, so easily and get what they got. Like, Anthony Rizzo is a guy that's like, I don't know how much a return on investment you're going to get for a first baseman like Anthony Rizzo, but they got a good trade from the Yankees and they just made the right decision in selling. Javi Baez needed to move. Javi Baez was not helping the Cubs win games. Like Chris Bryant, what, Chris Bryant is just having an insane season. And the fact that they get him to move is – or moved him is that's throwing in the towel. Like Cubs are going to mm-hmm. rebuild. We might – we're not going to see the Cubs of, like, the 2005, 2008, like, brutal Cubs. But we're not going to see the 2016 Cubs for a while. The Nats, I don't know what's going on with the Nats. <laughs> Once Soto's good, I don't know what's going on with the Nats, man. What's your thoughts on the Nats? See, I don't really understand trading Trey Turner. I get that Max Scherzer's on an expiring deal, and he's, you know, an old pitcher that can – a veteran pitcher, I should say, that has playoff experience, has won a World Series, has been one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball for a long time. It's a good time to trade him because, you know, you're not going anywhere. You're – like you have one of the weakest farm systems, which is why I think the Nats ultimately decided to sell. Um, so it was good to trade them, trade him in particular, but they were like, here, we're going to trade you to the Padres. You know, you'll get to play with Tatis and um, all those guys over there. And then they're like, oh, just kidding. We're going to trade you and Trey Turner to the Dodgers. And they did get two top 100 prospects in return. And I saw Josiah Gray, who has an MLB the show card. That's pretty good. Um, by the way, and he had a good um, first game with the Nats. So maybe this trade will work out. Uh, Trey Turner, is his contract expires next after next year. So it was a decent time to sell, but at the same time, you don't want to waste Juan Soto's prime. It's It was a tough call, and we're just going to have to see how it pays, pays off for him because prospects are the currency of baseball, and you never know, like, if they're going to pan out or if they're, you know, going to be busts. Um, As far as the Cubs, 
Uh, I do think since they were all on expiring contracts, I think Javi Baez definitely had to go. Chris Bryant, especially after struggling last year and the season that he's had, he hasn't really shown that he can be truly consistent. I think it was a good time for, for him to, for them to get something for him. But Anthony Rizzo has been the face of the Cubs for a super long time. And, you know, part there was of a quote, there was a quote from him. It was like, I want to sink with the ship. And then the Cubs are like, nah, man, you're going to be Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, like, I don't really get that because you're trying to build a, like a bigger fan base. You still got to have a face of your franchise. You don't want to just have them like, have a team full of people that these fans have nothing to do with, no memories of. Um, they just don't really care because that's not going to sell tickets. That's not going to, you know, get the publicity that they that they need. Which I think, you know, I'm a we're both Royals fans, and you know, their tactic is basically if they mean a bunch to the city, we're not going to trade you until you're, you know, totally washed like Danny Duffy. But um, I, I don't. I don't agree with selling on Rizzo, but the other guys, I, I think it was the right move. Uh, so we'll stick on track with the Royals here. Did the Royals how, – how did the Royals get the deadline? What you, will you grade the Royals? What grade did they get? Like a C plus. <laughs> what could they have done better in your eyes? First you trading with Mary Shula? Not at this point. But they should have – the thing is, they should have traded Duffy, like, two years ago. Like, that's the most frustrating thing for me is because he's been a quality pitcher for us. And, you know, he's meant a lot to the city. He was – you know, whenever Gordano Ventura died, he was there at Kauffman Stadium, you know, mourning with the fans, interacting with them. And he's a great guy. He truly is. But whenever we were terrible and, you know, our farm system was kind of up and coming, we really could have – you know, used a prospect return on him then instead of just getting a player to be named later now. Um, but they are paying the rest of his salary for this season, um, which I think is a step in the right direction for the new ownership. Uh, it shows, you know, we're willing to spend money to make, to get a better team, yeah. which is exciting. And then, you know, Jorge Soler has been very disappointing. Um, we, he had the one of the greatest seasons in Royals history, hitting 48 home runs, setting a franchise record. And he hasn't done anything since. And he's hitting below 200 and he got hot, you know, so we traded him. He got and we got at the right time to get a prospect back, basically. Yeah. And we did get one of the Braves top 30 prospects, mm -hmm. which I kind of, his name's Kalish. He's a relief pitcher. Uh, and he's in Columbia, single A. Yeah, and I think that that's you know a decent return for him because, yeah. and I think it was it was a good idea to keep him because you know he was a good player and we were trying to contend. So I I can live yeah. with that, but yeah. we did, we definitely hold on to players for too long, and that's one, what's so frustrating. Yeah, one issue for me, I can say you can hold on to Whit Merrifield. I understand he's aging and he's getting up there, and we could get the he's our key piece right now we can get the most prospects back for him but i feel like we can hold on to him just a little bit like he plays with his youth like he's not washed by any means he's got a lot left in the tank but carlos santana should have gone <laughs> i don't know why we hold on to carlos santana i love carlos santana i think he's great for baseball he like 
led the majors in walks. Like yeah. his on base percentage is always insane. He has power. He has contact. Like at his prime, this dude was a stud. And I think that it was a great pickup by the Royals. And he'd be a great pickup for any contender because the Royals thought they were contenders. We got Ben and Tendi. We got Santana. I don't know if we thought we were contenders, but we could have been contenders. But we're not contenders. So we could have <laughs> traded him. He is the one guy in my mind where it's like, well, why did we hold on to that guy? So, yeah, I can definitely see that. And we have Nick Prado, you know, one of our yeah, very top prospects, top 100 prospect. He's For been sure. tearing it up this year. And, you know, he could take the reins at first next season. Um, I, I agree. Um, I love Santana. Like you said, he's, you know, displayed a lot of power and I think he, you know, teaches the young guys too, um, which like, you know, the Royals value that, but at the end of the day, that's not going to win you baseball games. The majority of the time, you know, getting players, getting, you know, able bodies that are, you know, could develop into something um, is worth more to a team than that, especially a team that's as bad as us, but yeah, um, we'll just have to see. Uh, we what, what, what's your grade? What's your grade for the Royals before we move? Uh, I mean, I'd say it was good that we moved Solaire and we weren't lying to ourselves about Solaire and about our odds. So that was a good move. Should have moved Santana. Shouldn't have moved Wit, which we didn't. So I'd say B minus for not lying to themselves and actually getting some prospects. So. Okay. Staying in the AL Central, the Twins swifted the Blue Jays. <laughs> oh, my goodness, dude. That Just is an insane trade. I can't believe that they gave up that much for Jose Barrios. Yeah. Like, what are they? What are the Blue Jays trying to do here? Are the Blue Jays, dude, the Blue Jays going to win the AL East? Mm, no, no. <laughs> they're not. I, I don't know what they're doing. They got the Rays. They got the Red Sox. Who were <laughs> yeah, all, they're, like, they're like five. They're like five games ahead of them to this point. I don't. I don't yeah, understand that not. move, especially because Barrios only has like a year and a half left on his. It's contract. a rental. Yeah, they trade. Doesn't make any their sense. Their number two prospect for a rental. Yeah. Not only that, it was like that pitcher. I don't remember his name, but he was like, you know in the 60s in the MLB top prospects and he had a like great year in the minors um I realized that Austin Martin you know the centerpiece of that trade for the twins hasn't really you know displayed the pop in the minors that he was expected to but he is a year removed from going you know fifth overall in the draft I wanted the Royals to pick Austin Martin over Ace Lacey I'd say one thing for the Blue Jays which can make it a little bit more reasonable is that there's no room for Austin Martin in that infield with Bobuchet and Simeon right now. So oh, you can move him, but you don't need to move him for a rental for a team that's not in a contending, mm-hmm. contending spot. So, yeah. That type of package lands Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. Yeah. Like, they that's gave franchise-changing prospects. They gave up more for Jose Brios than the Dodgers gave up for – Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, which is crazy. It's just, it's crazy to me. I, I would have loved to have Austin Martin on the Royals. Um, I would have loved to have that package for just any of our players. You know, I, I don't know what the Blue Jays are doing. And I feel like nobody's talking about this like enough. I, they're like, oh yeah, the J- Blue Jays got Jose Barrios for a couple prospects. You know, they're not like, you know, these yeah. prospects are 
the real deal. Yeah. It's looking like a Chris Archer to the yeah. to the or, Pirates uh, for Glass now yeah. and Austin Meadows type of trade. Uh-huh. I just I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of teams getting swindled, the Marlins like stole Jesus Luzardo from the A's for Starling Marte, who's a one-year rental, who's not franchise-changing material. I don't know. Jesus Lazardo, you know, he's a guy who was a top prospect, you know, just like a year or two ago. And, you know, he hasn't really lived up to the hype so far, but he's a guy that, you know, could change the Marlins franchise. And he's from, you know, the Miami area. His, him and his dad were Marlins fans. I saw something on Instagram where they like, um, t- oh my, how times have changed from going and watching the Marlins win the World Series to, you know, now watching his son pitch for the Marlins, which is yeah. pretty cool. But I feel like the A's have done this kind of crap before. Like Billy Bean, he's he's done some crazy things for the A's, but like his trades, he always trades like MLB caliber players for MLB caliber players whenever he buys at the deadline, which I don't understand. Like I remember him selling him trading Yoana Cespedes for John Lester. Yeah. Um, you know, Yoana Cespedes was like the three hitter for the A's that year in 2014. And then they like Where'd they, they were leading Lester from. The... You remember? I was Where'd... the I don't remember. Was it the Sox? Was it the Red Sox? Well, I don't remember. Cespedes wasn't a Red Sox. Where did he go after the eighth? It wasn't the. He was in the. He was at the Mets with Mets, but he. There was something in between. There had to have been. Anyways, who cares? Um, yeah. Let's just keep it going here. So okay. So yeah. like that's something I don't really understand um, because. They were leading the West at the time of that trade, and that just totally screwed them. Like, they lost – that That was the year that the Angels, you know, won 100 games, and they won the West. And so the A's played the Royals in the wild card game, and the Royals ended up beating John Lester. Um, but, like, the A's couldn't score any runs after they traded Cespedes, um, and they probably would have – like won the division had they not done that and i just like that was what i thought of immediately after hearing about this trade i think Lazardo's going to be a front of the line starter honestly he's got you know he's a lefty he's got power stuff um and starling Marte is going to help the a's for this this season and i don't a couple months i don't get it i don't know um another big mover the yankees bought a lot what's your thoughts the Yankees going to pull out their division? No, they're not. No. I don't know why the Yankees, Are the Yankees going just... to make the playoffs. I don't really see it happening, honestly. I don't understand why the Yankees can't just accept whenever they're like, you know, not not quite there yet, and just stand pat. At, you know, like, well, Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo help them win more games. Absolutely. But what's the point whenever you're in a division and in a, like, league that has the Red Sox, has the Rays, has, you know, like the Astros and then the A's out West, you know, they're going to, those wild card spots are going to be filled up and you're not going to win the division. I don't, 
I don't really understand buying there. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, for sure. I don't think that the Yankees are going to beat the Rays out in the division, especially the Rays pick up Nelson Cruz and call up on Franco. And yeah, I like the Rays a lot. I think the Rays are going to be the team to beat in the AL. Like, that's my take on that. I think the A's are going to be AL pennant, guys. That's my team. So, what's your thoughts on the Rays? Are the Rays good? The Rays a one-and-done oh, yeah, team. Absolutely. Are they going back to the World uh, Series? I, I think they're going to win that division outright. I think that they'll beat out the Sox and the Yankees and the Blue Jays. You know, it's a four-team race, apparently. Like, at least the Yankees and Blue Jays think that. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think the Rays always seem to – overachieved despite their payroll and it's something to like I admire that about them I don't know how they do it I'm jealous of it um I would love you know the Royals to take their blueprint but they're just a great organization they do need a new stadium though need a new field that the trop can just not trop's doing it gross. Anyway. yeah the trop's gross so yeah for sure I think that the Rays are the team to beat so I think that everybody thought that the Rays were crazy because they were that close to winning that game in the World Series and Cash pulls Snell. And then everyone's like, God, oh, they were that close to pulling that game off. And then they could have pushed it. And then they trade Snell in the offseason. Everybody <laughs> thinks that they're crazy because they're just giving up, don't want to go back to the World Series. And now here they are, better than they were last year. They trade for pieces. They call up the number one prospect in the baseball. They're the team. They have an insane bullpen. So. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're a great team to watch. Really good. So yeah, for sure. Um, anything else you have about the deadline? Um, I think it's worth noting that the Padres, you know, they got better, even though they didn't get as like as much better as they were hoping to get. You know, the Dodgers stole Scherzer from them, but they still were able to land, you know, Adam Frazier, who's a quality like leadoff, you know, average type of guy who's going to get on base a lot and is going to, you know, help that like people are going to drive him in. He's going to produce a lot of runs for him. Um, I think that they are definitely, you know, a, a semi-winner of the trade deadline. Um, the Blue Jays also traded for Brad Hand, you know, bullpen piece from the Nationals, which adds to that, you know, national selling. Because you think about the national selling, you think, you know, Trey Turner, Max Scherzer, but they traded, you know. Everybody. Daniel Hudson. They yeah. traded Kyle Schwarber, who had an insane month, yeah. you know, just last month. Schwarber went um, to the Red Sox, right? Yeah, and he's going to play gonna first be, base for him. Which that's going to be a big piece for them. So I can definitely see – I can see the Red Sox making that push to knock off the Rays before the Yankees do, for sure. Yeah, they definitely have a better shot than the Yankees. I still think the Rays will will get in there, but we'll just have to have to see. Um, the White Sox, you know, they went out and got um, Craig Kimbrell and yeah. Ryan Tapera, uh, which I think helps them a lot. They have William Hendricks already who's been, you know, good, not great for them this year. Um, but I think, you know, with their offense and with their starting pitching, if Giolito can figure it out, they'll definitely be an, a pennant contender at the very least. Yeah. Um, so overall winners and losers, TJ, what what are you thinking? Okay. Biggest, biggest winners, biggest losers. Mm. Biggest winner from a selling standpoint is the Cubs. I love that the Cubs didn't lie to themselves and try to make something happen. They realized Javi Baez isn't going to help us win a championship. 
and with just Chris Bryant and a little bit of Rizzo, we're not going anywhere. So they 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 were the winner for the selling standpoint. From a buying standpoint, I'd say the Rays. I think the Rays picking up Nelson Cruz is huge. That's another bat that they needed. So I'd say the Rays are my winner. So my loser. Mm, I can't say the Blue Jays because the Blue Jays kind of got better, a good amount better. But I'd say the A's. The A's trading. Yeah. Luzardo for Marte is just not a good trade. That's my loser. So what about you? Um, so winners, man, I think the twins come out smelling like a rose in this situation. You know, they are able to nab a huge prospect haul for a guy that's not really going to help them win, you know, in their contention window. Um, I think from a selling, like a selling point of view, they're the best, they're the biggest winner. Um, and also I think, the next biggest winner has got to be the Dodgers. I mean, it's just so annoying that they're adding to an already World Series contending team to, you know, proven winners, like a young guy that's going to help the, like, get on base and steal bases and lead off with bombs. He's just, you know, a great player in Trey Turner. And then Scherzer, who's going to, like, replace Trevor Bauer, basically. Um they are definitely definitely big winners. I think biggest losers, man, I think the Nationals, I think the Nationals lost. I think that they could have gotten more for the players that they sold. Um, I look like the only top 100 returns that they got were in that big trade with the Dodgers. And they got to, you know, middle of the, like middle of the road, kind of top 100 prospects so i i think they're they're losers as well yeah so um, and i disagree with you about the jays being losers i think that like austin martin being in the outfield i think that pitcher prospect that they traded away could have you know fit with that team pretty well because they're both you know in their 20s they're not you know real young young prospects and since that team is already so young they they could have been huge pieces on like a team that was in contention for a long time. Yeah. All right. So let's make hot takes here. Who is your world series matchup? World Brad series Jackson. matchup. Who's winning? Who? Each I'm going to go the Rays repeat as the AL like champion. Um, I'm going to make a boring, boring prediction. Um, I see a world series rematch between the Rays and the Dodgers. I don't see the, like anybody in the NL knocking off the Dodgers, even if they don't win the division. I think that with the pitching staff that they have, they're going to win the wild card game because, you know, pitching wins those kind of games. Um, which I do think that they'll end up winning the division from the Giants. But I I hate to see it because I don't want the Dodgers to be in it again. Um, and as far as the Rays go, I think Bronco picks it up. I think that Nelson Cruz, you know, hits another, you know, 15 bombs for him, at least in the regular season, and is huge in the playoffs. 
Uh, Austin Meadows is just absolutely thriving for that team right now. The, the big hit is Glass now being hurt for them, um, which is – I could see – they're the biggest, you know, question mark as far as that goes. But I see a World Series rematch. What about you? All right. The Dodgers aren't going to win the NL West. Okay. Because the Giants are, and the Giants are going to the World Series. Okay. Everybody thinks that the, the, the Giants just keep getting lucky. They're like, oh, yeah. Like, before the season, it was just Dodgers-Padres, all I need to worry about. And the Giants were leading the division. And then a month into the season, they're like, yeah, that's not going to pan out. All-star break. The Giants are still leading the division. Like, that's not going to happen after that trade deadline. Now we're here. Giants got better. They got Chris Bryant, who is one of the best hitters in baseball this year. The Giants are going to win the division. The Giants are going to be the team to beat in the NL, and they're going to the World Series. So that's my take there. I'm going with you on the Rays, too, just because they were good. They got better this year, and then they just got better at the trade deadline, too. So that's the team because they have pitching. They have hitting. They have speed. They have youth. The Rays are just the best Hmm. team in baseball right now. Can we agree out of the division leaders that the Mets aren't going anywhere? Like – everyone's you know hyping on the Mets you know train with their new owner and they're gonna lose in the divisional round even like you think that the, is you think the Mets trading for Baez is a good trade it makes Lindor happy and maybe like they'll motivate each other to be better but they're both not very good I don't also you just paid a stupid amount of money for a shortstop and then you just trade oh, for yeah. another shortstop that you get out if you resign him you have to pay him a stupid amount of time too See, everyone was calling me crazy for thinking that Lindor signing was awful. But, like, here we are now, you know, like, I just – that they're stuck with him for so long. And if he doesn't get back to that, like, level of production he was, like, with the Indians, that is a huge, huge hit for the Mets, which I know they're big spenders and they don't really care that much. But, man, like, they could have invested that money in somebody, like, great because that – man for a guy who's gonna be a below average hitter even though he's a great defender it's just looking really bad really grim for them so all right any other mlb talk before we wrap this up i think i think we covered most of it man i think let's make sure let's just go ahead and make sure we put this take in the air for people to listen to right now today is august 5th first week of august who is winning the mvp in both leagues Shohei otani like that's okay. that's pretty easy i'd like to see vladdy win it i don't really know why but i think shohei's been you know amazing on the mound recently and he leads the league at homers um i would have said tatis uh, for the nl but he's hurt now i think so man you don't really hear a lot well, about the like yeah. NL MVP. It just kind of it's pretty open, man. Man, who's who's even having a good year? <laughs> it's tough. I don't know. The NL's tough. Honestly, is... the only thing that people are Degrom, I guess. Get to Degrom. That's true. That's true. I guess I got to De- give it to Degrom. I'd say Degrom too. Yeah, that's really that's the only... who you hear about all the time. It's just yeah. Degrom, and he's been unbelievable. Like. Yeah. And he can hit. Like, that's just – like, they might as well throw him in the outfield. You know, if he's in the AL, maybe he can DH. It's just – it's crazy. What about you? What are you thinking? 
Um, yeah, definitely Shohei. People are keep saying about like, oh, Vladdy's gonna win the triple crown. Like, I don't care. Vladdy doesn't pitch and have a sub five ERA. <laughs> yeah, for you, real. you got You're giving it to Shohei. It's amazing so. that the Angels can still be this bad. You know, year no after year, joke. they have they have the MVP on their like on their team every other season, and they still have made the playoffs one time this entire yeah. like Mike Trout's tenure. Yep. So. Yeah, ML and the NL, I mean, I I don't know. I'd love to see Chris Bryant get it. That'd be sweet. That dude's just hitting the crap out of the ball. I but, thought about him, but I I don't know. I don't really see it. I see that happening. Yeah. But I don't really see, you know, out of outside of Tatis. I don't I don't know. Yeah, so for sure. Um all right. Well, I think that's just about everything we got for this episode. So we'll go ahead and wrap this up next week. Make sure tune in. We're going to have an NBA offseason in-depth breakdown of every team, how they did. We're going to grade some teams on their offseason moves, who won, who lost, who's going to be good. So make sure you tune in. Brayden, any last words? Check out our Instagram and Twitter accounts at Too Bad Takes. We have like two followers right now because we're brand new. So you can you can get out of the game. Call yourself an OG when this blows up. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a good week. See you.